0: summer skate studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live for august 28th 2022 tonight's scheduled guest colorado college head coach chris mayot behind the masks college hockey west lives brought to you by peterson toyota college graduate member of the military and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount see us at petersontoyota.com top golf let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mass hockey shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMass.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment resorts and casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at m Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game in style at Summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the West.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a beautiful, sunny, and hot Phoenix, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things out there in that palatial estate?
0: Uh, I don't know anything about those. I'm just sitting here playing my game of Where's Waldo when I try to figure out where you are.
1: Yeah, what well, is... I just told you I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's a balmy well, I... 108.
0: Right. Your, pro... Your point being is,
1: <laughs> you know where I am, Waldo. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, but I, had to, but I had to wait till you told till you tell me because I, the Lord <laughs> knows, trying to keep up with you otherwise is.
1: I know. You it's know. a challenge. It's a challenge. But somebody's got to where... do it.
0: Oh, i know and sometimes you uh, even i know that sometimes you 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 uh pull a location out of your hat or just let the chauffeur drive you wherever they feel like driving sure. you and you know, yeah yeah absolutely you know, we're down here in the basement where we're not allowed to leave unless <laughs> we're going to work and um, yeah. yeah
1: and by the way work starts pretty soon for you doesn't it yeah i reminded you yeah you're welcome yeah yeah <laughs> anyway we got a great show tonight because we've got uh some world junior championships to recap with assistant coach chris mayot and also right. talk some tiger hockey with the head coach chris mayot so uh two hats two conversations did he, did he get, it's always gonna be a clone? good time
0: did he get cloned
1: uh, no just two hats and oh. uh and two coaches one assistant one head coach same person okay. it'll be great it always oh, is it when always coach takes- Mayotte joins us so
0: We can find out how the kid is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Getting older and stronger and bigger every day. I bet.
0: You know, and and you know, we can. I'm I'm sure that Mrs. Chris, Mrs. Coach, um, was very happy to see him. And we have a pool going on. uh, How fast that 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 Chris got to change a diaper when he got home.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that.
0: <laughs> hey, we've okay, all been so, there, right?
1: Yeah, before uh, before we jump into uh, visiting with Coach Mayotte here in about 12 minutes or so, um, we got right. things to talk about. Arizona State named their captains. Lindenwood named their assistant coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's start with Lindenwood. What okay. do you know?
0: Uh, I mean, besides the names?
1: I can't sit here and say I know a lot. We'll Uh, we'll start with the names. How about that? Well,
0: (laughs) um, Jason Power and Tom Winkler were named assistant coaches. Now, uh, it's not a surprise that uh, Coach Zombo kept uh, one of his ACHA assistants with him. You want to have somebody you can rely on that knows the system and knows the ins and outs of – of what the coach likes to do and, and how the school operates and, and, you know, not you know, it's, you know, it's not like um, say Augustana when they hired Garrett Rayborn, there was no ACHA program. There was no already inside sort of, you know, uh, track, for a coach to come in now, obviously the coach hired. I'm sure he hired people that he's comfortable with and familiar with. But in this situation, right, it's it's not a shock that um, that uh, you know that that Coach Zombo hired uh, somebody from within uh, to help run his NCAA program, in, in Jason Power. And he's been there for a few years now. Um, so, uh, and
1: I will tell you about Tom Winkler. Um, he was in. He had just arrived when I stopped in to visit Coach rambo what five weeks ago, six weeks ago, however long it was. Um, okay. So Tom was in the lock in the uh, locker room <laughs> in the coach's right office of when I was there, and I had a okay. chance to be introduced to him and meet with him. He seems a very knowledgeable hockey guy that's excited about being with Lindenwood and excited about helping them. Uh, move their program forward as a venture into NCAA action. So uh, I'm sure right. Coach has got a, a good group of guys around him now that he's comfortable with, and, um, you know, there's going to be growing pains. We all know that, right?
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, the fact that, um, you know, they're, they're not playing a whole lot of home games this year, and I'm not saying that that's, there was anything that anybody could do about that, but that's going to make growing pains in and of itself. Right? like We know, and, and Coach Powers has told us how many different things he took out of and, and learned from that experience in the pandemic year. Uh, Lindenwood's going to get their taste of it. And so I'm sure that dealing with this, that uh, Coach Zombo has talked to Greg Powers. Um, it's not as crazy when you're already in the middle of the country to get to a lot of the places that he's getting to. So that kind of cuts it off a little bit right there. So uh, that, that'll that be slightly different. But, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of growing pains.
1: Well, and... I, th- I think one thing that's going to be the biggest growing pain is the schedule that he ended up with because – Um, Greg didn't quite have that schedule, that Uh, gauntlet of a schedule that that Linden would have. No,
0: um, they they didn't. Um, uh, But at the same time, you know, uh, and and it's not like nobody's ducking anybody. Um, And I'm just glad they have some home games. But it's still going to be a challenge to play all those road games
1: yep you are correct on that my friend um so, so good luck to uh, the lindenwood lions um oh, no, we're uh,
0: for them. don't get me wrong
1: no i i, think, I know i, I wasn't trying schedules... to imply that i'm just i'm just saying that you know congratulations on the hiring of the coaches and we look forward to seeing them play this year um before uh, coach Mayack comes on again there was also the announcement of the arizona state captains And they went up to Flagstaff for the weekend to do their annual Flagstaff trip. I saw Coach Powers somehow managed to come away with a championship in the Wiffle Ball Tournament. Um. Well, it's easy (laughs) when you make the roster.
0: I I assume he's the one making the the roster.
1: Anyway, uh, so the the guys are up there, but go ahead and, uh, since you're alma mater, you go ahead and tell tell us all who the uh, captains are for Arizona State for the 2022-23 season.
0: Well, I know we were all shocked when they named Josh Stone captain. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still bruised from falling off the chair on that one.
0: Well, yeah, um, I don't think anybody, anybody that was shocked by that was not paying attention. Just wasn't Yeah,
1: he's he's already earned it. He's uh, got incredible hockey sense. He's an incredible quote-unquote recruiter and positive influence for the program i mean it was kind of a no-brainer and uh they let him get his feet wet and now um now he's got the program um under his wing and see what he does and of course he comes from a great bloodline i mean his dad was a captain with the arizona coyotes for years
0: right oh no I, listen absolutely i mean um that put aside just you know Once Johnny Walker left, Josh became the face of the program.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hurt. He's from Scottsdale. Has lived here his entire life. So, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't hurt about that either. Uh, Anyway, Um, so congratulations to Josh for being named captain. Who are the alternates?
0: Uh, well, they they, one of the alternates is Demetrius Cuminsis. The other alternate is Jacob Semek. Um. I can't say that these didn't catch me somewhat by surprise. I'm not sure what I thought. Um, But um, I'm I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, a five-year member of the program, and Demetrius Kumenzis was named uh, an assistant captain. Uh, And, you know, I think for the second assistant captain, he could have went a couple of different ways and went with Jacob Semek. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. The, the locker room has definitely changed with all the new players in it.
1: So and, so let me ask you this, Paul. Is it a coach's selection or is this a team vote? Do you know at Arizona State? Because I can't remember.
0: Do I know? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything about a vote. But, you know, and I don't think every school votes on their captains. I think some of that is the coaches reading the room. And like I said, nobody we talked to is shocked that they named Josh Doan the captain, even as a sophomore.
1: No, absolutely not. Um, Let's do this. Let's take a quick break uh, before Coach Mayak comes on, and that way – We'll be ready to, to talk because we got a lot to talk about with Coach when he comes on. We so do? yeah, let's let's do that and we'll be right back. Gotcha.
2: At behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. More than one
0: hundred forty JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been oh. listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded.
2: All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear.
1: Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you today from beautiful, sunny, hot, and... uh typical phoenix arizona oh yeah my my co-host is always paul hornstein out on long island new york about 10 feet below sea level in that beautiful palatial estate that stretches for miles on the island um yeah. paul paul how did it go getting Villain from years? one end of the building to the other
0: oh uh, let's see that <laughs> took about five steps
1: okay, okay. just checking <laughs> how are things out there by the way how's the weather how's the shark population all that good stuff
0: Oh, well, I didn't see you in any when I went to the beach on Wednesday morning. Or was it Thursday morning? No, maybe it was Friday. I can't keep track of the days. You know, I don't get the rotation of the sunlight down here in the basement. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as far as I know, there I didn't there were no sharks on Friday. Um and, you know, outside of that, I mean You know, we're still trying to get adjusted to having one less person here. And um you know, and I, and I'm, and as you mentioned earlier, unfortunately, summer is almost over and uh, back to the grind.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Which also means we're uh, closer to hockey season. So well, this we'll is true too.
0: be sneaking up Very on true. us
1: here real quickly. Uh, people ask, uh, you know, um, what's going on and what we're planning. Well, I just came from Vegas and uh, saw the UNLV golf tournament. That was my second golf tournament in a week. Uh, Denver on Monday, UNLV on Friday. Um, and of course, uh, Coach Mayotte's tournament coming up uh, later in September. Yeah. And, um, you know, tomorrow, um, hopefully sit down with it? Steve Potvin, the new right. head coach of the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. Right. And Tuesday, all fingers crossed that we get to sit down with uh, Coach Powers and a couple of his players. Nice. As we do the preview for Arizona State and nice. maybe. Just maybe I'll get a sneak peek inside that beautiful new mullet arena.
0: Well, listen, um, you'd be crazy if you didn't try. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, you know I'm going to try. You know well, I'm going to no try. Way. That's not, I, I that's a given. <laughs> right. So we'll see. But... Anyway, uh, but getting back to UNLV, um, if anybody thinks that that program's not really close, all you had to do was listen this week to uh, a couple of the, the, short uh features i did thursday at their giving day and friday at their uh, golf tournament both right. of them were huge successes they're raising money i talked to coach Treboni the associate head coach i talked to head coach anthony vigneri greener um both of them said the same thing paul they're excited about playing um ncaa competition whether it be exhibitions or not that doesn't really matter to them they just are excited to do that and and that's a stepping stone it's going to tell them where they are not only for the upcoming ACHA season but where they are in comparison uh for where they need to be should they make that jump and i'm gonna keep i'll use the word should but i know better i know better don't yeah i do Um,
0: anyway um i think it's great that they get a chance to do that um i believe and you can correct me if i'm wrong that uh ASU played Penn State that first year that a uh, that Penn State was an NCAA program. In the last year that a, ASU was a, was an ACHA program. Um, I think it's great that um, they're getting a chance to play at Denver, and that you know the that Alaska uh, Anchorage is is coming down to to Vegas and kind of paying it forward uh, for the fact that people help them revive their program and trying to help UNLV create its program.
1: And let's not forget, Paul, it's not just UNLV that they're inviting um, to play them while they're in Vegas. They're also playing Liberty.
0: Well, no, no, I, I I understand. You mean uh, Alaska Anchorage?
1: Yeah. When Anchorage comes to Vegas, they're going to play UNLV and Liberty before they head back up up north
0: like, like i say that's I, I consider that paying it forward yeah right absolutely want to help create more college hockey match you know more college hockey teams that's the way you got to do it because i'm sure that UNLV will make a big push to sell tickets for those games i am sure that there'll be plenty of folks coming down from alaska to to spend a couple of days in vegas as part of that trip so you really I think think, do you
1: really think that would happen? People would want to go to Vegas for a couple of days?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> I'm pushing it a little bit. You
1: suppose they're going to probably come down and go to Arizona State, too, while they're here and go to Tempe for a couple of days and then drive on up to uh, to Vegas? Could oh, that be a possibility? If, maybe get maybe a whole if, week out of it?
0: Maybe if the schedule works out. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying that I, I I would be shocked if if that was not, Uh, something in the works from our friends up there in Anchorage. That's all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's time to bring on our special guest, um, a good friend of our program, good friend of mine. I think I can call him that. But uh, Chris Mayas with us, the head coach from Colorado College and the assistant coach from the uh, aforementioned uh, West uh, (laughs) uh, Junior Championship, World Junior Championship. So, Coach, Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you?
3: Doing well. Doing well. How are you? And yes, um, good friend. We, uh, we're at that level. Nice. You got me. Oh,
1: love it. Love it. Okay. So here's where I want to start with this thing. I want to get the painfulness out of this and get the positive going forward. So I texted you and said, Hey, uh, that was a tough way to end the world junior championships. And I think you just sent me one word or two words. You said the worst,
3: you know, it's, um, and it's not, you know, it's not personal. Um, right. Like it, it's, but we had a group of guys that uh, that gave up their summers and committed to giving up a month the, of their summer and coming and being a part of it and wanting to chase it. Uh, you know, and you see the work they put in, starting right from uh, right from training camp and and the shape that they came in and how close they were and the bond that they have. Um, and then you put on top of that the fact that you know we probably thought we we were the best team there, and and if we weren't, that we were pretty dang close. And um, and in, to have it taken away in the uh, in the uh, you know last year, and to get that second chance, and um, and for it to end that way when again we we thought we we had as good a chance as anyone to to win the tournament, it's uh, it is disappointing, and it it hurts um because it it comes to such a sudden stop and uh like i said it, it it well part of it is personal because you look back and obviously the staff we've had we've done a lot of work together and um you know i i love those guys and and they're um some of my best friends not in this business but but in life and and you know you get to this point in your career and you start to look around and you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get to, to stand on a bench with them again and spend that type of time with them again. And so, uh, to have it come short, you know, with those guys, with the guys I coached at Michigan, with guys that wanted, you know, before like Brett Berard and Brock Faber and, you know, Tyler Clevin, and even though they're on other teams, you truly build a, a loving relationship with them. Um, you know, that's what makes sports great, and that's what makes winning championships so special is, is because you do it with people you, you truly love. Uh, but then at the same time, it's why the pain is uh, is, is so massive when, when it doesn't go your way.
0: And, Coach, just to, um, to backstop what you said, I, I think in hockey more than the other sports, uh, guys go in and out of teams for various reasons in hockey more than the other sports. So a lot of these guys have known each other played with each other and played against each other for a long time, just like you and the coaches have too. No No? question.
3: And yeah, absolutely. And then you see like new bonds that you weren't even sure how they happened form. Like, you know, for example, Dominic, Dominic James and Hunter McCown were almost inseparable. Um, You know, they went everywhere together and it's like, well, well, how'd that happen? You know? (laughs) Uh, And so, But you're right. You see it at so many different levels where they play with each other and and there's a certain type of bond that um, that they all have been either with each other or against each other. And there's a respect and and everything like that. So um, but it's the old saying, better to love and loss than never to have loved at all. Right. Um, Yeah. yeah. So you you keep chasing it. You keep putting yourself out there, uh, trying to be great, trying to win championships, uh, knowing that there's a chance it doesn't go your way. but. you know, it's better to go for it in, in the lose than not to go for it at all. Coach, um,
1: I want to ask you this because uh, one of the things that I saw five days earlier in your very building at uh, Colorado College was um, a Chechia team that came out and I thought did almost I, I, as a matter of fact, I tweeted it out. I thought it was Groundhog Day because Chechia played the same style against the uh, Five Nations team in your building as I thought they tried to do and basically accomplish with you in the World Juniors. Did it, Did you guys have any inkling of uh, what happened at the Five Nations and that style of play? And was there a correlation between the two or were they completely separate? And my eyes just told me they look similar.
3: No, you know, I think it's with any country. Um, you know, there's a country identity, right? Like, you know, you watch an American team play, you you have an understanding that they're probably going to be, up-tempo, hard-four-checking type of team to play. You watch Sweden play, you know, it doesn't matter what age, what level, um, you expect to see a certain type of game. You, the Finns, the Canadi- Russians, you know, and, and Chechia is certainly one of those where, you know, we had seen them in World Junior. Our, you know, we saw them uh, last time we were there as a staff, and, uh, and we knew they were a good team. Uh, you know, we actually – felt right from the start that that's who we were going to see in the crossover. And, uh, you know, with some of their guys coming over college, Nate, uh, the head coach of Providence, had to commit on Czech's team. Um, so he would go and watch them practice. Uh, so we we had an understanding of who they were and how they like to play. Um, and when we watched them on film, you know, we understood it. And I think – we We had had success against them we We had had certain parts of our game plan that we thought uh had given us success at the bubble in Edmonton. you know when you watched them on film, it felt similar uh obviously the players changed, but again the the identities generally don't and you know we 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 felt good going in we felt good after the first ten minutes um it just you know, they, they kind of got going a little bit. They got some life. Um, You know, they go up 2-1. Not that big of a deal. It's it's just a hockey game. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're down two, and it's an elimination game, and you haven't faced adversity um, before. It's hard. You know, it's hard. I, I think back to what we did to Canada to win gold, you know, last time we were in Edmonton. It's you go down two, all of a sudden you're chasing, and you know it it becomes a different you allow the other team to kind of impose their will a little bit once you start chasing and and taking chances and um and i ultimately that's that's what we did and and i think it, it cost us but and i i don't fault our guys for doing it it's the nature of the magnitude of the tournament and being down two goals in an elimination game um you know it's uh that's generally how it goes. That's why getting that two-goal lead in, in those tournaments, scoring first in those tournaments in any elimination game is obviously crucial, but you have the ability to get a two-goal lead.
0: It's uh, it's pretty big. Coach, I, I have one last question uh, uh, about the tournament um, that's not necessarily specifically related to that game, but as a coach, okay, when you're sitting there, and you feel things kind of starting to slip away a little bit. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Nobody wins forever. Okay. What, what is it? Uh, I can only guess what runs through a coach's mind. Like, like, you know, we have trying everything. What am I missing something? And, and you're trying not to show any frustration on the bench because you don't want it to spill over to the players. What's that, that internal battle like?
3: Well, the the funny thing that you bring up is it is the internal battle, and I think the decision that every coach ultimately has to make in those situations, and and I think every coach does it differently, is how long do we say just stick with what we do, and you know things will start to turn, versus making an adjustment and changing something up, you know, and I think for us. Um, you start to see, you start to see things in your team, right? And even in these short tournaments, you you, you know your team well, right? You've been around them right. well enough. You know the players well enough. You know what they're doing when they're playing well. You know when you, when someone's a little off. You know what that looks like too. And you know, in against Chechia, there was just little things, little situations, little habits that um, you know were happening even before we were down two, that you, it does, it makes you nervous as a coach. You feel like we're playing with fire here. Right. Um, and you just hope it doesn't bite you. You know, you hope, okay, we got away with it that time. We hope it doesn't come back. And again, um, you know, you could tell we were pressing even early on, right? We were just disconnected. We weren't, we weren't together. We were disconnected. Things weren't clicking. It wasn't, it wasn't easy for us. Um, and so you hope that you just don't fall behind too. And because if you, if as long as we're within one, we can keep doing what we're doing. We can just rely on how, how we've been throughout the tournament and the guys returning and you trust that you keep doing things the right way. It'll eventually go your way. Um, And then you get down to, and it's like, all right, well, uh, but the game plan worked before we still like the game plan, but you know, we're just not connecting the way that we've been connecting prior to this. And, and, and so, you know, you start to, you start to make changes, but it's, that's the internal battle is, is the timing of this is who we are. We stick to who we are. This is what's made us successful versus it's not working. Change it now. Um, you know, and I, I think we, we, we tried to stick with what we were and who we were, um, Obviously, in between the second and third, we tried to adjust a couple things, um, and it probably still uh, wasn't enough. I never really felt like we were really a big, big threat, to be honest. Um, even our first goal, right? It was a fluke. Right. It, it, it was a dump-in that kicked out to a wide open, and we put in an empty net. Like It never felt like we had sustained pressure. Like, we were putting a lot of pressure on them. I thought they did it more to us than we did to them, but... Just little things. I mean, we were so good in our D zone. We were so good at ending plays. You know, guys like Brock Faber and Wyatt Kaiser and Tyler Clevin, guys that, you know, are elite at ending plays. Even Luke Hughes.
1: I think we lost coach for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> you might have been getting a call sometimes that happens if a... coach you still there yep okay we lost you there for a minute i don't know if you're uh if you cut out you were just talking about luke hughes if you could repeat that part of it
3: oh yeah i was just saying we had a lot of guys that are really good at ending plays and we just couldn't do it they were getting sustained offense um you know they were winning 50 50 battles they were um they were retrieving pucks they were keeping us hemmed in our zone you know more than we were keeping them hemmed in their zone um and really it just it, it but it was uncharacteristic from an individual standpoint all the way to a team standpoint. And um, you know, I think long story long, if I go back to the very beginning of the question, um sorry, if it's just a little bit like if you're like, oh, our individuals are individuals are a little off in what they do and how they look, you're coaching the individual. You're trying to get them going more than changing your your overall game plan, right? Um, And I think we felt it was more that like our guys just weren't going, you know, Um, and now you do want to change something to find a way to get them going, whether it's a different four check or something like that, just to allow them to play fast. But um, I felt at the end, it was a bad day to have a bad day. Um, That's it. You know, we just didn't have our legs. We didn't have our, our mojo. Um, and the, the quarterfinal game is the most dangerous one in that tournament by far.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Coach, let me ask you this, and we'll get on to Tiger hockey here in just a minute. But two Tigers uh, played for you, and I thought played really, really well. And you and I talked um, at the NJEC, and um, you were pretty confident in, in what you saw from Caden Emberico. Uh I asked you about Hunter McCowan, and you, you were proud of what Hunter had done to get up there. But I think you were a little worried, if I'm reading you right, about whether he was going to make that roster or not. And I thought not only did he make the roster, but he made an impact on the roster. Am I reading that right?
3: You are. And uh, in, in one thing is I, you know, I didn't want um, my relationship and my belief in Hunter to uh, cloud judgment. So, you know, one of the things I'm really happy for Hunter on and really proud of him on is that he didn't make that team because I was on the staff. Um, You know, he made that team because of how he played and how he performed in camp. Uh, And and it carried over. You know, he did it in in a lot of different ways. You know, he was a 13th, 12th forward, however you want to put it. He played left wing, he played center, he played right wing, he played on a power play. Uh, You know, he was a big defensive type center down low. He was a big possession forward in the O zone. Um, I was really, really proud of him and, and the growth that he's made as a player and as a person, uh, you know, to perform at that level. And, and again, it's not like he ended up leading the team in, in points or anything like that, but he did a lot of things really, really well. Um, you know, and he put himself on, on the map as a, as a top player in our league and, and a top potential, you know, NHL prospect um because it he's always had the ability and and it feels like it's coming together so to see all the work that he's put in um come into that situation and and perform and be relied on uh is I was really happy for him um it was uh it was touch and go for him in camp um you know he was he was in one day he was on the bubble the next day in one day on the bubble the next day and and um you know, but like I said, I wanted to kind of let guys form their opinions on him. And um, so that when he made the team, there wasn't only one guy on the staff that believed in him. Um, and he did that. So uh, a ton of credit to him.
1: Okay. So let me ask you this How does that translate to this year's uh, Colorado College Tiger team? He's got to have a ton of confidence coming in, knowing that he can play with the best in the world. And uh, I'm guessing that's going to be a big boost for your roster
3: he does have a ton of confidence and, you know, and we're really excited about the, the steps he's taken. And we, you know, you and I talked about this a lot last year, like it was happening before our eyes, you know um, which was really cool. And, and to again, see that he had this type of off season, this type of summer and know that, you know, we weren't the only ones that see it and we weren't seeing something different than what everybody else was seeing is, is great. And, um, and I think it does give him confidence. I know we had a meeting with him, our, our exit meeting, you know, before he went into this summer and, and he was very, very upfront that this was the first off season that he's going into confident in the last four years or that he can remember. Um, and so it has not been easy for him and it has not been smooth. It's been a bumpy ride. It's been hard. Um, he's handled a ton of adversity and you know and now he's starting to find that um that consistency and and what it is to be uh a top player and and I think he's he's embraced it and he's he's thriving in it right now. So and it'll be big for our program, you know, to to come in to play at that level to win, you know, at that level. It doesn't matter if you're playing Switzerland or Germany or Sweden or Canada, you know, as you saw with our game against Czechia, to win at that level takes a certain amount of commitment, a certain amount of detail. Um, and it's no different in, in our league and in college hockey is if you want to, if you want to win uh, it always asks a certain amount of sacrifice. Uh, that's the beauty of this game is, is you never get it without it. And, you know, to have Hunter and Caden be around it, be at that level of winning, um, see what it takes, see the commitment day in, day out, um, and then perform well in that scope is going to be huge for us. Um, you know, it just it, it his confidence, uh, his experience should just bleed back into our program, and and his ability to, you know, show the other guys, hold other guys accountable, and and be a leader. You know, on the ice for sure.
0: Well, coach, when you have a roster that's going to have a lot of freshmen on it, uh, as you try to, you know mold this roster in the program um, that's got to help even more the experience that, that Hunter got had to help uh, I assume uh, Brian Yoon will still be your captain um, as, as, as you know those older guys try to lead the way no?
3: Good assumption um, and I would say yeah it, you know it's um, I think we, we have a nice balance right now of you know, we have uh, a <coughs> sophomore class that is getting older and is now, um, you know, we have 10 juniors. Sorry, my dog no, that's is. That's okay, the dog is a I green. love they it, I love about. it. <laughs>
0: um,
3: you know, we have 10 juniors, um, and now we have eight, eight freshmen, um, and we have a fifth-year senior. And, and, you know, it's funny, you talk to people, and like, oh, you don't do much in the portal, you, you know, you haven't done it. and It's like, well... One that's not our plan um but two we have brian yoon for a fifth year like you know in terms of what we like that's as good to get as anybody got out of the portal in my opinion right. um and so it you know he didn't come in from another school but we have a, our captain returning for his fifth year um and the thing that really excites us about that is the reason you know ultimately the reason he came back um is you know, and this was these were his words. His conversation was, you know, I've been here for now four years, and it's been tough, but we're gonna win, and I don't want to watch watch CC win without me me being a part of it. Um, and so it's a belief, you know, which is again uh, uh, a good thing that we have in our locker room right now. So um, you know, he will be a part of it. We have guys who have uh, had big roles last year, played a ton of minutes. Um, played in all the high leverage situations, whether it's our rising, rising juniors or even our freshmen like Stanley Cooley, um, you know, who just we gave a ton of, ton of responsibility to. And, you know, the hope is as they continue to be mature and, and gain experience that all that opportunity and all that experience, um, you know, turns into leadership uh, and it allows them to just lead by example and, and show guys what, it, what it's like to be a Tiger.
1: Okay. So let me ask you about this because you got a new assistant coach uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about John and uh, what he brings to your program and how excited you are to uh, have him as part of the Tiger coaching staff.
3: Yeah. um, You know, obviously thankful for, for Stu's uh, year here. He's, he's a great coach. He's going to have a great future in this business. Um, You know, a a big time alum and just a great person and, and great mentor for our guys and um, you know, I, I kid, but the Mayotte coaching tree, you know, you come here for a year and you go to the NHL, <laughs> oh, man, it's, yeah. it's that simple. Um, yeah. but, but he, uh, you know, so we're excited for Stu and his opportunity, but, uh, you know, John is someone that I, I started to get to know a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, uh, Menino knows him, knows him well, uh, haven't been with him in, in Des Moines. And, you know, when you looked at every, every year or, you know, every time you, you have to hire somebody, it gives you the opportunity to really reevaluate and assess where you are, what your program's needs are, um, you know, because sometimes, uh, even though it was only 12 months ago, uh, I think where we are right now versus where we were 12 months ago, you know, we're a different program. And so uh, the ability to, to evaluate and, and say, okay, what, what allows us to take that next step? Uh, and that's what we have to go out and, and try and get with this hire. And John is, uh, is someone, he's, he's from Alberta. Um, you know, he has great Western Canadian recruiting ties. Uh, it's somewhere that we really want to uh, start to make some inroads in. And, uh, and he brings that. Uh, on top of that, he's an unbelievable person. Uh, you know, he played at Colgate, so he understands kind of the, uh, the smaller liberal arts school with big time athletics um and so he's 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 a great fit for our program he's a great person uh and coach that I think our guys are going to be able to learn a ton from uh and then on the recruiting side, i think it just opens up a a, a territory and an area to us that uh you know if we if we're gonna become the the type of program we want to become we have to be good in
1: yeah good stuff and is the last name pronounced legit do I have that right or is yes? It... Okay, just want yep. to make sure I had. Now, here's the other problem that I have with this. I think there's two, two issues here. First of all, um, it it keeps Menino out of Western Canada, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it 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 does. Um, it, but it it uh, you know where where Peter really likes to uh, do his work is is the USHL in Minnesota, <laughs> um, and so it, it allows him to even double down in that area. And, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, and I I learned this from being out East. I, I, I stayed away from Ontario a lot when I was in the East. Um, And it's not because there aren't good players there, but it's a hard place to recruit and Canada in general, whether you're out East and you're recruiting Ontario or you're out West and, you know, Alberta and British Columbia and uh, Sask uh, and Manitoba are your spots. Because the balance is, you know, the really high end guys, are they really interested in college or are they just going to go major junior? Um, and then, you know, if you if you get through that crop and you figure that out, like you have to be able to go to a game and just evaluate and work and find players. Um, the beauty of the USHL is that my wife could show up there on a given Tuesday night and she knows she's going to see really good hockey players um and it's not that the leagues out west aren't good they're very good they keep producing very good players um but not every team has 10 division one players right um that you get in the ushl where you know pretty much the entire roster is going to play d1 so it is a little different in terms of how you plan it how you target it um, who you go after when you do it. And, and it is a little bit more nuanced than, you know, just showing up to USHL showcase and, or a USHL camp and, you know, knowing that you're going to see 10 recruitable players. Um, and so to have somebody that has that background, has the, the knowledge, has the connections, has the relationships with, you know, the influencers, uh, so to speak in those territories is, is crucial.
0: Coach, please tell me if, uh, if, I, if I'm not accurate with this, um, but what little knowledge I have in terms of Canadian Junior Leagues. Um, how much of it uh, with, the, uh, with, with the Western Canadian Junior Leagues is a stylistic difference from the rest of Canada as opposed to uh, a- anything else? Because I always get the, 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 the impression that the BCHL... And uh, they're the equivalent up there, and and I I think it's the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Um, Those players tend to be more of the physical, grinded-out players, and the other CHL players, the 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 Ontario Junior Hockey. We know about Quebec; those guys tend to be uh, uh, play a different style of game than they do out west. Is 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 that part of the reason why?
3: Well, I. You know, I, I think hockey is grown enough that it's, you obviously have your, Hey, like you recruited someone from Minnesota. It's this type of player. You recruit somebody from Michigan. It's this type of player. Um, but that's not everybody, right? Like Kent Johnson is a BCHL player. Um, and he's as skilled and as talented and as creative. And, you know, he plays the game different than, um, than most in, in terms of how high end and how talented he is. So, um, I I just think it's there there's a lot of good hockey players up there. Um you know when you look at the impact they've had in college hockey uh you know DU I think is 50% Western Canadian. Um right. and and so it's it there's just really good hockey players and and I think to really be good um and to be consistently good and not ride you know the ebbs and flows of what's available either in your state or in your territory or in this one league, you have to be well versed in the recruiting, and you have to be able to go where is needed to get the player. Um, and and I think again, that's what John brings is we feel like we can walk into USHL North American League Western Canada, um, and if there are players there, we can we can be in on them and and you know give ourselves a chance to to successfully recruit them.
1: Okay, final one for me is uh, I was at uh, Denver's golf tournament on Monday. I was at UNLV's on Friday. Yours is coming up. Um, tell us a little bit about it because yours is the first annual one, and you know I'll be there.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, and and we appreciate that. So yeah, first annual. And um, in, and in really, it's it's it hasn't been done much here before, um, and so. It's September 26th at the Kissing Camels Golf Club, uh, which is right by Garden of the Gods. It's a, it's a gorgeous venue. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, as of today, uh, you know, we're a little two days over or less than a month out. Uh, we have 86 golfers signed up. Um, so, you know, so far so good. We have a lot of great alumni coming back. Um, Curtis McElhaney, Peter Senya, uh, Toby Peterson, Tom Pricing, You know uh we did have mark stewart obviously he's uh he's unavailable uh, um but yeah he he bailed on us Um, but you know a lot of great alumni that we're really excited to get back but also a lot of great supporters who uh, are just big believers in this program and and want to be a part of it so we've got great response from the community from um and like i said from alum which is which is really exciting uh and the biggest thing that we keep hearing is how excited they are for the future um you know we had brian swanson back on campus uh for the first time in 15 years when he was at five nations uh with his son mac and um you know and and we're still going through a lot of that where a lot of guys haven't been back in a while and they haven't seen ropes and and they they haven't seen cc since they left and um so to get a lot of those guys back and and um and to walk them through these these you know ropes in and show them what we're doing uh, you, I still get chills. It's still a great part of the job. So we're really excited. September 26th, uh, Kissing Camels Golf Club. Uh, we tweeted out uh, a link uh, to register. So if anybody's in the area and wants to come in or join your foursome, I don't know. Uh, you know, you're probably the ringer of the group, but uh, you know, oh, anyone oh, yeah, come well. out and and we'll uh, we'd love to have you.
1: Okay, the final one I got to get in there, and then Paul's probably got one final one for you. But uh, last Tuesday night, you guys went to the Rockies game, and I, I still can't believe Menino got let in there, but he did. <laughs> and you guys had a nice shot with uh, with Dinger as well. So tell us about the uh, Rockies inviting you up there, and what was that conversation like?
3: Well, we we have a great partnership with AT and T Sports, uh, you know, and and they released our TV schedule last last week uh, last Tuesday, and they're going to air eleven of our games which is a great, uh, it's a great venue or a great platform for us. You know, It gets us, quite honestly, all across the country. I know my family's from Pittsburgh. They were able to watch six of our games because it was on at and Sports Pittsburgh last year. Um, so there aren't many programs in the country that have that type of reach. Uh, so we're thankful for, our, our obviously, our, our partnership with them. Uh, it was in conjunction with the release, again, 11, 11 games will be on at and starting right from the, uh, first weekend against Anchorage and going through the last weekend. So um, we were excited. They, they invited us up. Uh, you know, I was in a broadcast booth, which is like wild. I am obsessed with baseball. It's, it's, I, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things. The unfortunate thing is I'm a diehard pirates fan, but, um, but to be there and kind of see like the behind the Yes, I know that exhale. I, I agree um, But to, to be there and to see, you know, the, like the behind the scenes and all that stuff was, was really cool. So um, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, don't worry about it, coach. I'm a Mets fan. We had a lot of bad years.
3: <laughs> hey, but so. there's nothing better. There's there's nothing hotter than Edwin Diaz's entrance right now. Like it, oh, it might be the crazy, best thing right? in sports.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because I, I, I think, and I, I don't know this because I've seen conflicting reports, but supposedly one day this week, they're supposed to have the trumpet player throw out the, the first pitch no and, way and, and do it live if he comes in the game so I don't know if that that's is, true or not I've seen both sides but that would be awesome
3: that would be absolutely incredible I I got Luca Menino Peter's kid listening to it on the way to school right now like right. We, as we were all over it the staff was all <laughs> over it at world juniors we were like begging the players to play it more so um I, I I'm obsessed
0: yeah. Listen, and, and we talked about your, uh, your, your, uh, your thing with at t last, last week. I, I love the fact that um, it's just about a game a week and they're even going up to Duluth to cover one of those games. And I think that's even more awesome.
3: It really is. I, I mean, we're so fortunate to have that type of partnership, um, you know, and especially in a, in an area that has a lot going on and, and you know, part of it, we're fortunate, like, um you know but you have du you have air force you have the ads you have the nuggets um you know um but we're we're fortunate that we have a great partnership and um and that you know our our head of marketing scott Lohenberg, does a does a phenomenal job of putting us uh, in a great spot as a program to to highlight what we're doing and and our players and and showcase them and give their families opportunities to watch them
0: all right here's my last question and Uh, apparently this has to be done because he's the prankster of the group. But when you hired coach Liggett, was it mandatory that, that whoever you replaced, uh, Mark Stewart with had to be younger than Menino?
3: (laughs) It wasn't man. No. Um, just checking. Yeah, it was not mandatory. Uh, it was, however, you know, we had some great options. Um, and, and we were excited about a lot of different guys and, And again i think when when you look at where we are and and what we have to do to to take that next step um you know i don't think you have to be young to be hungry um but i remember you know having that fire and and wanting that job and wanting to prove yourself through um you know going to a place like this and for me it was going to providence and um, and how that motivates you and, and everything. I, I just think it's uh, it's a great it's a great setup for us. Um, you know, like I said, he, he he's a, he's a great guy. Um, he's really, really smart. Like, I, I think he's honestly going to be one of the next great ones, um, not just from a recruiting standpoint, but just as a coach and um, ability to get the best out of players. Uh, he's come. He's here with his wife Kara, and we got. We actually have a lot of Pittsburgh um, being built out here because we nice. we've uh, <laughs> we've hired. A, uh, well, we're 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 about to hire an ops guy um, <laughs> whose girlfriend is from Pittsburgh. Um, John Lidget's wife Kara is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. uh Manino won a championship when he played junior hockey in pittsburgh for the pittsburgh forge and i'm a pittsburgh <laughs> guy so how we have all these pits it, I, I swear accident, it wasn't on sure. purpose yeah, yeah it was sure it was, was it. not on purpose it just happened to turn out that way
1: okay right. let, me, let me finish this up right now because my wife gave me a dirty look and i said i was going to be at your uh your golf tournament on the 26th <laughs> so she expects roses and some wine uh from for that to happen. me or you <laughs> Yeah, I one. think from you she said. <laughs> oh, wow. all right. All right. Anyway, um, that's easy. That's anyway. Easy. Right. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on and, and chatting as always. I'll catch up with you in Colorado Springs here before too long so we can get a preview done and uh best of luck as the season starts and uh go Tigers.
3: Great guys. Thanks for having me. Always have a blast doing this. Uh good talking to you. Good catching up. And uh, we'll talk it. soon. Go Tigers.
0: Appreciate it, coach. Say hello to the the misses and the baby for us i'm on it
1: i see I'm paul wanted it. to talk about that but i i wouldn't do it because i broke you down last time in plymouth and i'm not going to do that again to you i promised
3: you <laughs> did but it, it, I, i'm i'm not broken down yet now okay now i now i get him every day so i'm there uh, you go i'm good yeah
1: good stuff all right coach all right, chris maya with the colorado actually, college the tigers
3: yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, my sister uh, just had her baby today. Oh, Congratulations. Um, so my mom went, you know, I'm 39. My mom went 71 years without a grandchild and she gets two and in, uh, in less than five months. So, oh, congratulations. Right. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. We're growing. <laughs> nice. Thanks.
1: Keep that Pittsburgh connection rolling. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> All right. That's Coach Mayotte from uh, the Colorado College Tigers. Paul and I are going to be back in about a minute to wrap up another edition of College Hockey West Live.
2: I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese surrounded by offensive ribs? College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear.
1: Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. It's Sunday night. Scott Strandy with you in beautiful uh, Phoenix, Arizona tonight. My host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Paul, uh, we got a quick minute or two to wrap this up. Uh, Coach Mayad, always a great guest. Always a great conversation. Anything that uh, struck you in the conversation?
0: Well. I- I like the fact that um, you know it's 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 not easy when you lose a, a playoff game, um, and I love the fact that he felt comfortable enough with us to, to 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 give us the answers that he did. I don't think that's always that that's always available, and 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 we appreciate it very much. Um, I love the fact that um we don't have to keep it strictly to hockey and you know just look forward to another season of of covering them and 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 when we actually get to talk about stuff on the ice can't wait for that um you know me I'm kind of an underdog guy and you know when you're you have basically the defending national champions as your neighbor you got to step it up right
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I said this last year. I said, beware the Tigers, and I think they're going to build on what they did at North Dakota in the playoff series last year. I think they're going to come out of the gates fast, hard, ready to blow, and uh, look out. I mean, they they may blow by some teams because they've got some offense this year, and they've got some stellar goaltending, and there's nothing wrong with that defensive core either.
0: No, and I think that, um, by the way, The, the goaltending situation there is going to be a very very interesting one to watch, because you have a a a a a very very solid veteran in Matt Vernon, and you have the incoming uh, a list recruit in Caden Barico, and that is going to be a very very interesting battle to watch all season long because we know that coaches like to go with one guy. I don't know uh, how long it'll take the coach and this, that's, you know, and obviously he hasn't seen anybody on the ice yet. So, you know, I don't want to bring up those questions, but that is one of the things that I'm looking very much forward to uh, as they actually get back onto the ice.
1: Yeah, it'll be a battle, but it'll be a good battle because uh, Matt Vernon is a, a, seasoned vet if you will in college hockey and it matters it, oh, it, oh yeah it most definitely does and he is a big team guy so he's going to be as supportive of uh caden as caden is supportive and looking up to uh the play of matt vernon so yeah you're right it'll be a uh, re- really good battle i think hunter McCowan is going to be the key you have a guy that uh, can play center and both wings and is big and physical and has a shot like he does, he's going to sort to the top of the NCHC and just write it down right now because when we visit um, at the end of the season, I'll guarantee you uh, the talk of the uh, Colorado College Tigers is going to be the play of Hunter McCown.
0: Well, um, you know, like I said, just uh, with all the freshmen, it might take a few games, but, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it is kind of, you know, almost like, uh here with you know with with since every sport has two teams there's usually a a younger brother and a big brother or something along those lines so um you know i I just am looking for you know so i so i root for cc there's no doubt um and that's not a knock against denver i don't root against denver either because i don't want uh coach carl to get mad at me either but um (laughs) Or I'll run interference or, for you. Or or worse. I don't want the czar getting mad at me over there at Air Force. Um, so but you know, I do look forward because each team has different storylines.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's the beauty of covering seven of them. So okay, take it away, my friend.
0: From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West live on the Ice Time Hockey West dot com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Topgolf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf center or go to Topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available at any of your favorite podcasts. Podcast platforms, including the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Behind the Mass College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to Chris Mayotte, the head coach from Colorado College, and we'll say night with little Roger Klein, and the Peacemakers. De Niro.